Hello, and welcome to Ruta Cosmic Wisdom. I'm Amy. And I'm Alexis. We chat about astrology, archetypes, and spirituality, exploring how these and more can be woven into the day-to-day energy of life. So we'd like to invite you to settle into your body and join us. Good morning, Amy. How are you doing today? Good morning, Alexis, and happy strawberry super full moon. How are you? Yeah, it is a super full moon. I love you were just telling me that your strawberries came in in your yard on the strawberry full moon. So how perfect is that? I know I got to eat my very first strawberry of the season, all like warm and delicious. Um, and I think the, there's one more that will be ready. These are like the early bloomers. They're like most of the patch is still in that white headed towards pink stage. And these are hepatitis free strawberries where everybody is paying attention to the hepatitis strawberry problem out there. Um, and I have one, we, we deadheaded my white peony bush and there's one bud, there's one late bloomer. So I've just been enjoying the, the bookends of the very early strawberries and this one last white peony. My, my pink peonies are like, I could supply a floral shop with those babies. Um, they're like armpit high. <laughs> I can't get my arms around them, but there's one little last bud on my white peony, my late bloomer. And I'm like, that's me right there, that late bloomer. So all is, all is well and good. We um, want to introduce a new little thing. This podcast for cancer season is we want to invite our listener community in with us for our grounding practice. Alexis, do you want to say a little bit more about that before we start? Yeah, just that each podcast, Amy and I, before we come on, we do a little talk and then we ground and we found we didn't always do that, <laughs> but we found it was really, really helpful and necessary in order to just be um, in a space where we could be grounded and really be able to, you know, get the messages that we need to share and just come from that really present place. And so, yeah, we thought to invite you all in so that you can join us and then listen from that really grounded place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a practice born of that Wild West podcast. (laughs) Do you remember, Alexis? I think it was a Sagittarius season podcast where like, despite the do not disturb, the phone was ringing and all of the things were going on. And we're like, we need to ground this down. (laughs) So we did some practices together and we came up with a little practice. Mercury is... um, the, I guess we're going to, we're going to call him our patron saint (laughs) of our podcast. He is our guiding light. And while he did enter Gemini yesterday, he is still in the shadow of his retrograde. So I just want to invite everybody, unless you have anything else to add, Alexis. Okay. I just want to invite everyone who is in a safe place. Please do not close your eyes. If you are driving or operating heavy machinery, go ahead and just sit back in your spot. Take a deep breath in through your nose and sigh it out through your mouth and just settle into an easy breathing rhythm. 
Now, Alexis and I have an energetic picnic blanket from which we podcast from. It has all of the constellations and signs of the zodiac surrounding us. Mercury often joins us here on this picnic blanket. And today for cancer season, we are inviting all of you, our listeners, to join us here. So just breathing normally, feeling your body, having awareness and attention to any emotions that may come up, allowing any thoughts to just pass through like clouds. And with your next breath, start to just feel the earth under you, wherever you are in a moving car, in an apartment space. in a house or maybe you are outside in the hammock listening just stretching your energetic limbs your energetic roots down into the earth finding the mycelium network finding the roots in the soil saying hello to the earthworms and the very busy microbial community. And just landing on the earth. When you feel landed, going ahead and just opening up your crown chakra like the aperture of a camera. to make space for the downloads and the insights. If you need to, please pull that third eye from your forehead. It's not a miner's lamp. Pull it back into the center of your head so it lands at your pineal gland. There is a little gland in our head. It's shaped like a pine cone. And it is our where our third eye works best connected to that space rather than sitting on our head. Our third eye is about insights into self. So now from this place, from this very grounded place on our rooted cosmic wisdom picnic blanket with all of you, we want to ask Mercury to make it loud and welcome to rooted cosmic wisdom. Thanks for being here. My name is Amy. I was on mute. Thank you for that. Yeah, beautiful. Feels like a good just segue into cancer season because cancer is a very um, flowy and intuitive sign. So for us to be in this place where we feel a little bit more relaxed, feels like a good place to start. And I know I say this every season that I'm excited (laughs) for the season to come. But I really am excited for cancer season. And I think it's because each sign, like the signs that are adjacent to each other, they're very different. They go from yin to yang energy. 
right? So we're moving from Gemini season, which is a very, it's an, a sign of the mind, can be very busy intellectually. We can get beautiful insights. We can also, you know, spend time with beautiful friends, but sometimes our mind, you know, after a while, it's like, okay, I've gotten the insights. I've gotten the insights. I need a little break now. And so that's when it feels like diving into cancer season. It's water. It's that yin, feminine, intuitive kind of sign. And it's really like, like taking a bath in really our emotions are a big part of cancer season, right? It's just like being present with ourselves. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I think that's why each season when you get to the end of it, you're ready for the shift, right? From that outward energy to that inward energy. So that's what we're headed towards. And the sun enters cancer on June 21st. So we have the solstice, depending on where you are, either summer or winter solstice, as the sun enters cancer on June 21st. And also that same day, we have Venus aspecting Pluto. So that's kind of how we open cancer season. Um, yeah, on June 21st. Beautiful. I love it. Um, <clears throat> the solstice is this time in the Northern hemisphere of the longest 24 hour period of light or in the Southern hemisphere for this particular solstice where they celebrate the winter, which is the longest dark hours. And it's this <clears throat> day of extremes where we can feel this tipping over into the new place. Spring officially ends here in the Northern hemisphere. <clears throat> and I'm gonna kind of keep it in the Northern hemisphere here because that's where, that's where we live and that's the energy that I'm in. It's like, um, if you listen to Gemini season, we spoke about the fact that there's aspects happening. We're recording this on um, the strawberry full moon. So that's June 14th. There's aspects happening this week that kind of reveal all of this potential. And it's almost like shifting into cancer season, shifting into summer takes all of that potential energy of spring and moves us into the full headiness of summer. Um, and it doesn't have to be an outward thing. We have 104 heat index here in Minnesota, so it can be laying in the hammock and enjoying the potential <laughs> of just being in that dreamy flow state. Um, of knowing you don't have to reach that far because it's all, it's all coming in and it's all moving around us in a really, really beautiful way right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that Venus Pluto piece brings a depth as we move into, um, cause yeah, those, the solstice is really a turning point, right? It's that, that turning point and we bring Venus who is about our self-worth and what we value, what's really deeply important to us. And then Pluto who's bringing the depth. And so I think that's another piece that will come up of like, what is really important to you as we move into this new energy? Not only are we moving into a new season, right? We have cancer season. It's also the solstice. So there's this big energy to it and bringing Venus and Pluto. Um, it's really like moving towards what's important, right? Moving towards what, we really love what we really care about 
And cancer season is going to open that up. It's going to open up what we really care about. It's going to open up our, our emotions if we allow it to, because cancer is also the crab, which has its nice, you know, um, little shell that keeps it safe and its little home, right? It gets to carry its home around with it, but it can be that protective um, energy too. And so there's a, a softening and an opening that allows you to get to that soft inside that it's a choice, right? We get to choose if we want to open and soften to that. Um, and I think while we're in cancer season, that's the invitation because it is a sign. Um, like I said, it has that yin energy, but it also is a sign that's represented um, by the mother. So it has this deep, um, you know, nurturing quality to it. And so when we can be in that open place, I think it'll be a lot easier for us to like see the pieces, to be able to connect to what we love rather than when we have that exterior, that shell around us, um, that probably is gonna cause a little bit of that friction and that like uncomfortable kind of quality throughout cancer season. And it's okay to put that shell up when like, you know, you just need a, a break externally. Cause I think it is a very internal energy cancer. Um, but yeah, that softening feels like a really important piece too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the juicy, delicious inners of crabs yeah. soaked in butter. <laughs> I value that. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And yeah. And so as Venus and Pluto make their aspect, this is Venus in her last degrees of Taurus. Right, so she's getting ready to leave her home. So it also feels like the messages from, from Venus around, you know, also our relationship to um, money and our relationship to um, wealth and like expanding into the things that will really allow us to do what we love. Like, what is your relationship to all those things? And because it's the last degrees of Taurus, it's like any last messages from her stay in Taurus are going to be coming and she's aspecting Pluto. So it's like, right, even louder because mm -hmm. there are these last little bits that are really important. And then the next day on June 22nd, Venus enters Gemini. So there's that shift there um, as Venus leaves her home in Taurus and enters Gemini. She kind of goes from this, you know, kind of really connected to the sensual nature. I know I have been especially Gemini season I find can be really busy for my mind like sometimes I'm like almost in that overwhelming anxiety place I've been needing to spend a lot of time in nature a lot of time in my body more movement than normal and so I think Venus also kind of emphasizes that like really just this being embodied being aware of your you know sensory experience and so she moves from that into Gemini which is like to me this like you know um, a little bit faster pace for sure going from Taurus to Gemini right it's the slow to the faster moving mm -hmm. and so she kind of becomes this social butterfly like okay what is it that Venus wants to you know create movement in and that's what happens the next day after um, the solstice is Venus entering Gemini so definitely a change in pace there we get the slowdown from the sun and cancer but then we get the speeding up of Venus in Gemini. Yeah, I do feel like Venus is going to be getting out her best barbecue clothes. 
right? She's, she's going to be, she's going to be getting out her cute boat shoes and doing some sailing. Um, she's going to have her cute barbecue outfits on no white, please. Cause barbecue sauce and white is always a bad plan. Um, <laughs> Venus, who knows, she might, yeah. she might go that route because it's Venus. She may, she may <laughs> go that route because she's Venus and she has got the best laundress in the known world. Um, you know, and she's also hitting the places where she's going to find the most luxurious treatment. Like she is dining outside at cafes. She is, um, playing in the fountains and inviting everybody to play with her because she's not going to play in the fountains by herself. She wants a party in the fountain with her. (laughs) She is fun directing her friends and, and bringing in, all of the like social joys of summer. And I think that feels particularly poignant for those of us who live in very cold places where everybody really goes indoors in the cold. And then we all come out of our our homes in the summer and we're like, oh yeah, I remember you. I haven't seen your face in so long. (laughs) We, We find our social self again. And I think Venus and Gemini is really going to end up feeling very supportive of that. Yeah, for sure. Get out your best barbecue whites, people. Yeah. And I think there's this balance of the sun and cancer. It's like spending that time by yourself, nourishing yourself so that you can go out and have those social interactions, you know, like barbecues on the weekends, spending time with your friends, going out to dinner, um, sitting outside right during the summer. And so there's definitely that balance, right? Like the sun and cancer is really inviting us to just nourish ourselves so that you have the energy to go out. Cause I think that's another piece of, if you're just pushing yourself, pushing yourself and not giving yourself your own space and time, it can feel exhausting and you want to enjoy it. Like you want to enjoy the summer. You want to enjoy that, right? Venus and Gemini, like going out and enjoying things kind of energy. So definitely a balance there. And yeah, we'll have a few days to kind of, you know, just get used to that switch there. Um, And then on June 28th, so towards the end of June, we have a new moon and a lot is happening on that day. So this is a big day, a lot of shifts happening on the new moon. So we have a new moon in Cancer on June 28th. Also that day, we have Neptune stationing retrograde. So Neptune, right, one of those outer planets that when they shift, it's a slower process. It's a longer process. Neptune is retrograde for a longer period of time, but there's this shift that day. Um, And then also there is the sun square Jupiter. So there's this kind of challenging point, um, but bringing expansion really to who we are, to our identity. And what I found interesting, and we'll go back and we'll kind of go through all of these and what they mean, But one of the like overall pieces that I thought was really interesting is it's a new moon in Cancer at seven degrees. The Sun-Jupiter aspect is at seven degrees of Aries and Neptune retrogrades at 25 degrees of Pisces, which 25 adds up to seven. So there are all these sevens and seven is a deeply spiritual number. So I do feel like there is this overall that day and you can, you know, we'll go through all the pieces, but overall there's this energy of really connecting to that, you know, higher part of yourself to really whatever that means for you, um, 
really connecting in, like listening deeply, like finding those, um, you know, giving yourself that time to be with yourself. And it's a new moon. So there is that internal energy, like we're planting the seeds. But I found that really interesting that um, they're all seven members. It's good juicy stuff there. Yeah. This new moon in Cancer. And <clears throat> from, from today until this new moon, we're in this waning period. We're shedding. And there's a there's a deeply earthy feel to this particular moon, um, this, this full moon. And then we're moving into this very watery feel with the new moon in cancer. And the, the moon is at home in cancer. That is, that's kind of, that's her home space. She likes it there. So she's going to be conjuncting the sun which is the sacred union energy when the sun and the moon come together to make a new moon in the moon's home sign. So there's almost this feel of the moon being in her power when she comes into the sacred union, this really deep feminine power. And I love that, you know, when we have our Leo new moon, the sun is going to be in his power. So there's, they get to, you know, Leo comes right after cancer. So they get to do this nice dance and, you know, she comes first. I mean that in all the ways. <laughs> um, so the, the coming together of this with Neptune stationing retrograde and he's stationing retrograde. He's been drilling down at this 25th degree since I believe April, right? Because around the, there. He's yeah, the, con the conjunction was at 24 degrees um, on April. So yeah. It's, it's been since April that Neptune's been hanging out at this 25th degree, doing his thing, churning things up, and he's going to move back over the conjunction point that he and Jupiter shared. Well, the sun is aspecting Jupiter. And if the sun is aspecting Jupiter, that means the moon is also aspecting Jupiter. So this new moon aspects Jupiter. Well, Neptune is still activating this um, expansive dreaming state. And I don't know how anybody else's dreams have been since April. Um, there's been a lot of dreaming. There's been a lot of shedding. There's been a lot of shifting. There's been a lot of movement. And I know as I have been looking back at what we have been doing and pr putting out as content, um, it's a lot of leaning into that potential and leaning into the expansion. Um, and this is, this is, we're just visiting Jupiter and Neptune. If you want to hear more about this, check out our forecast. Um, because Alexis talked a lot about the fact that she is feeling like this is a big theme, Jupiter and Neptune, bringing in the potential, bringing in the expansion and opening doors for us in really unexpected ways. And it feels, uh, it feels mm, buttery and delicious that they're doing this on the new moon, <laughs> that they're, that they're in, we're in this dark stage when the doors are open and we can often hesitate to walk through doors in the dark. 
So I just want to invite everyone to trust your spidey senses. And on this dark moon, walk through the doors that are open. Say yes. Say yes to the things and go forth and conquer whatever you need to conquer. That's really, we're only working on conquering ourselves. Right. And the beautiful piece is because, you know, we did talk about how, yes, there was that conjunction in April, but there was going to be an unfolding mm-hmm. through the year. And then Jupiter will come back into Pisces because right now the piece that's different is Jupiter is in Aries. So there is this action energy where in April they were in Pisces, it was still the dreaming phase. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jupiter is in Aries. And so there is that kind of um, spark of ignition of like, okay, like, yes, this is a piece to help with that dream, that vision. And so, right. So Jupiter is squaring the new moon. Also it's conjunct black moon Lilith. So the new moon is conjunct black moon Lilith, which feels to me very important and very significant in that there's this real quality of liberation And like, we are the only ones who get to decide what we do, what it looks like, what we choose to, you know, believe. And so because this new moon is conjunct black moon Lilith, it's really this like wanting to break free. But again, this, this new moon is really allowing us to see these inner pieces. What are the pieces that, you know, at that point in time, we need to see in order for us to break free. So that kind of feels like the energy. And as Neptune is moving backwards, there's this extra emphasis that's like really allowing us to go deep, to go deep and spine those pieces. And with that seven number, right, there's this just extra quality of like, if you're just, you know, at all listening, you will hear the messages that you need to hear around this new moon. Um, So yeah, bringing that Black Moon Lilith piece in feels really just another, you know, kind of significant piece. Yeah. Don't, don't discount your feelings seems to be the message around this one. And Jupiter and black moon Lilith have been traveling together in this square because as, um, since well, last month, since the end of May. Um, and it was interesting because when they first went into square Mars and Jupiter were conjunct. So it was almost like Mars lit a fire under both of them. And then was like, peace out. I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because Jupiter's slowing down to make his station, which will happen next month at eight degrees. So he is really in that slowing down stage. And because he's slowing down, he and Black Moon Lilith have been traveling together, really bringing this expansion of like, what, what are our thoughts and feelings around equality? Where are we not expressing that and working with it? And I love that it started with Mars, like, hey, you two, I need you to have this conversation. And the conversation has been an extended one. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's that square, it's really like, what are those sticking points that aren't allowing you to expand, mm-hmm. right? And where, what are your own beliefs about yourself? Where do you kind of try to keep yourself small? Because we all do it. We all do it. It's just part of our, you know, how we keep, how we keep ourselves safe, part of our like nervous system so that we're not freaking out. We need, right. We need to keep 
ourselves, you know, in a comfortable place enough, but we can't keep ourselves there forever. Right. It's like expand, then we come back, expand, then we come back. And so that's kind of the sticking point is like, where are you keeping yourself small? Cause we all do it. It's all normal, all part of it. And <laughs> yeah. we've got sign language going, we've got mama, mama, child's sign language going on over the computer. <laughs> that's what that was. <laughs> Sorry. No, just more, right. Right. More of that uh, yeah. emphasis on what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we do have a nervous system piece involved in all of this. And I've been reading some things lately, actually around social justice, that talk about the fact that we can't, it can't, it needs to be a recognition that all of this is an exterior expression. And so well, those of us that are in the position to downregulate our nervous system absolutely need to do that. We also need to help create change in the world around us so that people who have been living in bodies that have been really historically oppressed, like asking them to downregulate their body is like asking them to be okay being in survival mode all the time. So it's like Alexa said, it's that dance between what is safe enough and allowing the expansion and allowing the push and allowing the contraction and resettling. So we can do, we can do the dance. And every time we, we blow up our container, it gets a little bigger and then we blow it up and it gets a little bigger <laughs> and, and we allow ourselves more space to, to dance with that. So it, it is a busy new moon. It is a very busy new moon. <clears throat> and again, I think the messages and there's other aspects too. Um, there's some other dark, dark goddess and there's some other internal energy, but I don't want to like over, cause there's just so much happening that day that I think the takeaways are definitely um, that Jupiter Neptune piece. We're kind of revisiting, you know, what will help us expand from April because April was that, you know, conjunction point. So now we're just, there's more unfolding, more unfolding, helping us go where we want to go. And yeah, with that black moon Lilith piece, it's, you know, where are we keeping ourselves small? Where are we not letting ourselves be free? And just in case you don't, you know, you didn't get it, which again, I think if you're listening, you will completely get it. But on July 1st, Mars squares Pluto. And so that is ignition on these deep parts of ourselves, right? Mars brings the ignition. He is the fire. He's home in Aries. So he's powerful there. And then we have Pluto, who is in a retrograde position. So really going deep, um, who is about the depth, who wants to show us all the parts of ourselves, right? That we are keeping hidden. And he's like, that's where the gifts are. Like, yeah, that piece, go deeper. And like, right, reclaim that piece. And so Mars is going to be lighting this up and it's a, it's a square. So it's right. It might feel a little challenging. It might feel a little like, you know, um, intense in the moment. Cause most likely it's things that we, we know that have come up before just going another layer deeper. Right. So it's knowing that it's coming and just being open, um, to what's going to come up this time, knowing it's so that we can in that, you know, 
new moon, black moon, Lilith energy, break free, be liberated. Cause that's honestly, um, you know, what it's all for. And so, yeah, that Mars Pluto piece will really spark, um, will really spark more of that. Yeah. And because it's happening at a master degree, it's happening at 28 degrees in both Capricorn and Aries. There's, you know, we talked about Saturn being mastery, but there are certain degrees that are mastery also. And 28 degrees is one of the like grad school level degrees in astrology. So there is a, if you run up against something and you're like, I thought I did this already know that, yeah, you probably did do it already. And now you get the chance to do it at, at a deeper, higher, bigger level. Um, cause we're on a, we're on a spiral. We get to, we get the opportunity to revisit things and we don't have to do a one and done because we're here for the journey, not the destination. And so we get to come up and be like, oh, I recognize you. We've danced this dance and now I'm going to change the steps, which is the, the power of meeting the square, that conflict energy as an opportunity rather than an obstacle. We get to come up against that sticky and, uh, uh, and we get to be like, oh, I know you. Let's dance. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Because Pluto is there whispering like, and there's more and you know, it's here because you have looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. And those sticking points, like it's great when they come back up because we do know, we do know it, it well. And we get to say, I, oh, great. I know this. I've been here before. And right. We get to use that from a, a different point of awareness, right? We get to acknowledge that like, oh yeah, I know this. Okay. Yep. This is just I'm just expanding into more. Yep. So this, this piece comes up, um, right. It's just this marker of me moving into more. And when we see it like that, we don't get pulled down into, oh my gosh, this again, it's like, no, great, good. Like, this is the thing that's showing me, okay, yep. We're just going to be moving into something new. Um, so when you look at it like that, right, it's all perspective, but it's, it's helpful. And so knowing that that day there can be these, you know, little buttons push, there can be these little you know, challenging moments. Um, and that's what it is. It's just Mars and Pluto being like, Hey, there's more here. Let's go. And, and you were built for this. Like you were built to handle it. You came here to do it in an embodied, you know, as Alexis likes to say, boots on the ground way. Like we're meant to be here and having an embodied experience that is real and authentic. For sure. Yeah. So that'll be coming out of that new moon. And then on July 2nd, right before Mercury switches signs. So he's at this point still home in Gemini, those last degrees of Gemini before he leaves Gemini, his home sign, he's going to aspect both Saturn and Neptune. So he's going to make a trine to Saturn in Aquarius. So they're both in air signs at 24 degrees. And then he's going to square Neptune in Pisces at 25 degrees. So Mercury, again, he's going to make an aspect to Saturn and then Neptune. And so that's, that's in his last 
moments, right? We, we talked about this with Venus before in his last degrees of Gemini, like there are these last messages that, that Mercury really wants to get out, right? He like, he has the biggest megaphone in Gemini, right? Because even though he's home in Virgo too, that's his other home sign. It's very different. Gemini, um, there's this communicate, like communication energy with Mercury. So he has the potential to be really loud for the messages to be really loud. And he is like, okay, before I leave, here's a few things. I'm going to team up with Saturn and tell you some pieces about building that foundation. We talked about Saturn recently because Saturn um, went retrograde and Saturn has been building this foundation for us for the past few years. And so there's these kind of little messages that Mercury is going to be bringing around our foundation and around what we've been working to, allowing us to move into that mastery. So again, checking Aquarius, what area that is for you in your chart, because there's going to be some messages there from Mercury. And then he's going to square Neptune and bring some pieces probably related, I would think, to that new moon energy and what was coming up around um, when Neptune went retrograde, when we had that new moon energy, everything that's been kind of <laughs> being sparked and coming up for us, Mercury will probably have some last little messages for us there. So again, that's July 2nd. Mercury has those last little bits for us. I don't think I can say it better than that. And happy birthday, mom, on July 2nd. <laughs> and happy birthday to all our cancer Birthday cancer babies. Yeah. So the next day we have some planet shifting. Not the next day, I'm sorry. On July 5th, the next, the next piece on my agenda. Um, <laughs> we have July 5th, we have Mars and Mercury are both shifting signs that day. So we have Mars moving from his home sign in Aries into Taurus. So there's this big slowdown for Mars, big slowdown. There's also this big like energy of, you know, this body piece and this like um, being present in our bodies. When Mars comes into Taurus, he's not very comfortable there, but he's gonna bring up a lot of stuff around, um, it can be our relationship to our bodies, but it can also be like how we are moving and how we are treating our bodies and right how we are like are you just treating yourself like you are a machine and you can go 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 um because that's when mars is going to be like halt like wait <laughs> big slowdown energy so it can feel uncomfortable at first so just knowing that mars is not very comfortable in taurus um but it is helpful toward this this slowdown energy that we get with cancer on this day, we're going to be feeling a lot more moving into the slowdown energy because we're going to have Mars literally coming to a halt. And then we're going to have Mercury entering cancer that same day. So we get Mars coming to a halt. And that is what it's going to feel like for, for yeah. Mars, who is like, and we're not doing enough. <laughs> so to be yoked as an oxen in Taurus, it is not his style. So it's going to be, it's going to be a breaking. And I just have this image of like him, like trying to run away and like, boom, and I'm yoked and oh, here I am. Yeah. 
So I got like no choice. <laughs> right. Like treat yourself kindly leading up to this. Like nourish yourself. Be in this cancer energy before this and be in the slowdown before this because what might happen is you might get the, you know, unexpected cold or virus or thing that like forces you into a halt. You know what I mean? So take care of yourself leading up to that because Mars coming into that embodied sign, if you're not taking care of yourself and you're just like thinking you're a robot, yeah, something will show you (laughs) that you're not. (laughs) Your body is going to stop you from treating it that way. Yeah. yeah. I believe that's what Alexis is trying to say. Your body is going to be like, and enough. We're done here. Right. So you can prevent that by being tuned in beforehand, right? Not waiting until July 5th, especially after, you know, the 4th of July here in the U.S., like festivities, just treat yourself kindly because that next day you don't want to feel like a halt and then be shut down for a week or more. Um, So just, yeah, no, that's coming. And Mercury also that day will be moving into Cancer. So I feel like when Mercury and the sun are in the same sign, which they often are, it's like, okay, we're all on the same page. But Mercury was moving slow because of his retrograde. So it took him a little bit of time to catch up to the sun. Sometimes he'll even be ahead of the sun. Often that happens. But this time he was behind because of his retrograde. So now that he moves into cancer, it's like, oh, okay, good. We're on the same page here. Mm -hmm. Because he has that um, messenger. It's the way we we think and the way we're communicating. And so he was still kind of catching up in, in Gemini. So now on July 5th, we'll have both Mercury and Cancer, um, Mercury and the sun and Cancer. And it's like, okay, good. We're all kind of jumping into the bath now. We're all in the slowdown. We're all in the like emotional little tub of Cancer. (laughs) Everybody's in the same bathtub. (laughs) Everybody's making bubble art. (laughs) to really communicate the messages in the cancer bathtub and and it's all going to work out and just it it also feels with these aspects these these two personal planets shifting signs um that with that slowdown if we if we follow the mars slowdown the messages feel like they're going to have more space where we can take in the ones that really matter with a more open heart. Thanks. Thanks to the sun and cancer. There's this open hearted place that that's not going to, that's going to maybe bring some juice and bring some emotion to our willpower and, and bring in the really potent blend of feeling strongly about something enough to act on it, to hear the message and to recognize that when you really feel strongly about something, it's not always that like Mars go, go, go. Sometimes Mars has to be in the yoke because it's a long haul project to just that we're taking steps through. So there's a, there's a yummy feel to to this day for me and yeah be wise about your fourth of july celebrations people there's a couple of creepy things floating around in the world we don't want you to get the pox 
<laughs> and that piece about the messages, the messages will most likely come from our emotions, mm-hmm. from how we're feeling. Like that's how the messages are going to come during this period, especially after Mercury moves into Cancer. And we get a taste of like what it's like to be right, a Cancer Sun. That's what we collectively all get to go into this more emotional, intuitive feeling place. And for those who aren't, you know, who don't love the emotional feeling place can be a really uncomfortable season. I have some people I know who are like, I do not like Cancer season. (laughs) And that's just the awareness of knowing that the messages are going to come from our our emotions, that the, the emotions that are coming up, um, are really important to tune into because that's how right we're going to be thinking and communicating with ourselves is through our emotions mm-hmm. so that mercury and cancer pieces is, is yeah a good reminder of that and water moves on all levels <clears throat> so just also inviting everybody to test out not just the shallows where we stick our feet in but you know to go in where you're up to your neck a little bit, like to check out the different depths of things and to do it in a really supported way. You know, have a friend that you talk to. We often say this, like have somebody that you process things with um, for that connection piece. And they will oftentimes be able to help you see the bigger pieces because they're not standing in the puzzle. You're standing in your puzzle. Um, be, be journaling if that's a thing to just really be working and having awareness around the feels, feel all the feels you can handle it. Your body is big enough. You've got this people. Yeah. Yeah, And just think of it as like a good change of pace from out of that mind thinking place into the feeling place. Right. And we, you know, we were in Gemini season we move into cancer season and the next season will be different. So just enjoy it while you're here. Yep. Just be with it. And yeah, just know that that's, it's just right. Right. We're going to switch energies, but while you're here, right. Just tune be in here. to the messages, be here. Mm-hmm. So as we adjust to that switch of energy, the following week, we have a full moon in Capricorn. So on July 13th, we have a full moon in Capricorn. I also love the like, 13 being a number of the divine feminine. We have the moon in Capricorn, but the sun is in cancer. So we have this polarity of this um, inner feminine energy and this outer masculine energy of Capricorn. So there's that dynamic at play, but yeah, it happens on the 13th. And so definitely emphasis right on our feminine are still in cancer season. So feeling, listening to our intuition and this full moon, which brings illumination. But again, the illuminations are going to come from that deeply intuitive place. So that happens on 2.37 PM on the 13th, that's Eastern time at 21 degrees of Capricorn. And this full moon is aspecting the North and the South node. There's going to be this energy of where we're headed and what's required, you know, always the self note is about releasing and also the gifts of our past and where we want to go, right? The North Node kind of guiding light. Of, oh, that's right, right? This is bringing me more insight into where I want to go. And then it's also opposing Persephone. So we have Persephone and the sun 
um, in Cancer opposing Pluto and the Moon in Capricorn. So Persephone and Pluto are consorts. In mythology, they are partners and Persephone is queen of the underworld. Pluto is god of the underworld and they have um, this dynamic of really like there's this energy of really going deep, right? Really getting to the depth of things. And also Persephone is the, at the same time, she is also queen of the underworld. She is um, the goddess of spring. So she has this death and rebirth energy, this really beautiful, like embracing, going deep and then coming up in that rebirth energy. So to me, that full moon has a lot of that energy, the death and rebirth mm -hmm. energy, right? And because it's a full moon, um, you know, the potential for that birthing, that new energy to come. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting that they're both involved on that full moon. Yeah, love it. it and it is I'm giggling because I'm actually in the process of developing a class with a colleague that initiates on this moon that is about releasing um, and manifesting. Um, so that's, it's, it's a beautiful thing because we are working in this nodal access until July of 2023. That is about what do we need to let go of? What do we need to allow die? Persephone and Pluto we love you, um, so that we can move into something better. And oftentimes we don't see what we're moving into while we're still holding on to the things that it's time to let go of. The releasing piece needs to happen a lot often so we can make space to invite in what the next pieces are. And there, there's this so there's this illumination quality with this, that the moon is going to be in Capricorn. She's going to be in an earth sign. And so the, the earth water access of this, this feminine, yes, birth and death cycle feels really, really yummy release and to release so we can manifest mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to let go. So something delicious can be born. Yes. And it's also, the full moon is also aspecting Juno. So it makes me think um, for sure relationships are going to be a part of this too, especially because we have that dynamic of Pluto and Persephone we talked about, but also there's that relationship dynamic. And then Juno is the goddess of relationships and union. And so I have a feeling that our relationships will um, kind of be messengers and kind of be like also um, showing us some things for this full moon because Juno's involved. We have Pluto and Persephone involved. So there's a lot of dynamics at play. Um, and also that North node, South node piece, like maybe those relationships that aren't really nourishing us anymore. Um, we just get to decide how, you know, how much those people get to be in our lives. Not to say, you know, never talk to you again, but we get to kind of create, um, the boundaries and create, you know, how much we really want to spend time in various relationships in our lives and so yeah that's all with that full moon energy there's a lot and there's more happening that day um I'm almost feeling like I don't want to overwhelm everybody <laughs> there's so much just with that full moon mm -hmm. so I think those are kind of the big pieces um and knowing that that day is a big day 
because we also do have Chiron involved. So that's another piece of <laughs> Mercury in the megaphone with Chiron. And I feel like Chiron, because he's just, might as well mention it because he's about, you know, he's the wounded healer. He's about those parts of us that want to be healed. And so bringing all of these dynamics in, it's like, okay, yeah, oh, oh there's also this kind of challenging aspect with Chiron. Okay, knowing that, um, there's healing involved though. Chiron brings medicine. So it's like, if we're willing to look at all the pieces, right? Persephone and Pluto are bringing us deep. If we're willing to look at all the pieces. If we're willing to, you know, go deep, there's medicine that comes from that. There's healing that comes from that. We're going to feel even better by doing that, by setting those boundaries, by, you know, really reclaiming and embracing those parts of ourselves that we've kind of kept a little bit hidden. There's medicine in that, right? So that's the piece that Guess we will bring Chiron in. <laughs> okay, bring it all in. Everybody, like as we said, everybody contracted to be here. Everybody can handle what we're in, um, even if at times it doesn't feel like it. Like this is all you're built for this. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, so feeling what we want to go into next. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And well, so the 16th on July 16th, we have Mercury conjunct the sun. So this is Mercury in his superior conjunction, Mercury and the sun, they're both in cancer. And this is kind of Mercury's full moon. It's the midpoint of his phase. So when the, when the Mercury and the sun come together, there's a, a certain degree where it's called Kazemi. And there's the Kazemi when he's retrograde and he's in that inferior conjunction where he's between us and the sun. That's the start of a cycle, he's retrograde. But now we're on the, he's on the opposite side of the sun. He's in the superior conjunction. So it's a Kazemi, it's a different energy. It's a little bit more outward. It's a little bit of that full illumination. If you were to compare it to a, a moon cycle, he's in that peak part of his phase. So we get that Kazemi at 3.37 PM Eastern daylight time. And we have it for about four hours, plus or minus, on either side of it. So for a good chunk of that day, we have Mercury and Kazemi, which when Mercury is Kazemi, it's, he's in the heart of the sun, right? He's right in line with the sun, and things become really clear. It's like there's this just clarity point where the messages are just really clear. We get the insights. We get the things that we need to know. And when he's outside of that, it's called combust. We've talked about this before where it's not so clear. It's very confusing. <laughs> and we're really not sure what's happening, especially with Mercury and Cancer. And we're just in this feelings place. Our mind may be like, what is going on? But we will get some clarity with this Kazemi. Again, it might not be like we're getting, you know, little, <laughs> like a little newspaper report because it's still in that feeling state. But we may just have these intuitive insights, right? That are just like, just these knowings that happen around that time. So I think that's helpful to know because with all of the, you know, watery feeling, um, our mind may be like, can you give me something? And we may get something here. Again, it may come from this just intuitive knowing place, but it may kind of give our mind a little bit um, of insight. Uh, the, the thing that came that I, I'm giggling about is when you said, um, 
you know, Mercury is going to be in the, this superior conjunction. Mercury is going to be Cassini. And, and you said the messages will be real clear. Like angels started singing. And I got that, you know, when the sky is just perfect with the right amount of humidity and the clouds break and you can actually see individual sunbeams. Yeah. That kind of feels like what this Cassini is going to be like this, this sky breaking open and just watery enough that we have these spotlight moments while the angels sing. We I got four hours. We got four hours of that. <laughs> We're about eight. Cause it's going to be four on each side. So plus okay. or minus four on each side. Oh, and okay. so that also feels really beautiful and helpful after this full moon. Cause that full yeah. moon feels like it might be, that might be a biggie. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a little sticky. It's going to the humidity little. is going to, the humidity and the heat index are going to be so high. <laughs> And then the clouds are going to break on the 16th with yeah. this beautiful eight hour chunk of, of clarity and the angels singing and the clouds opening up and the sunbeams streaming down. I love that. <laughs> so that you have that to look forward to, right? When you're in the energy of this full moon and like Pluto and Persephone have you in the depths of the underworld. You're like, oh, okay, that's right. Alexis and Amy said on the 16th, there's the angels singing. Okay, just yes. gonna, right, I'm just gonna keep keep Hold going on. deep and it will it will come, the, right, the- The angels will sing on the 16th. The sky will open up and all will be well. It's so, gonna yeah, be okay. It's gonna be okay. Um, I love that. And then, yeah, we also have Venus shifting signs the next day. So while we have that Mercury sun- um, superior conjunction Venus is going to be in those last degrees of Gemini which I feel like also helps the messages um, because Gemini is a sign of communication and Venus is about um, you know our being embodied being in tune being aware of our senses so she feels like she's supportive in those last degrees of Gemini with that sky opening up <laughs> right she's helping um, us really embody those messages and then the next day she enters cancer. So we'll have um, Mercury and the sun both in cancer. I, I don't know what I wrote down here. I'm just seeing a lot of like, <laughs> like a lot of glyphs. I'm like, what does this all mean? <laughs> you had a moment? <laughs> just some... Okay, I do know. I, I, I do okay. know what it means. I took a moment to like, what, what, what were you thinking of this? So the same day that Venus enters Cancer, the 17th, that same day, we're going to have Mercury and the Sun trine Neptune. Feels like a little like <laughs> almost message because it's going to be so watery, like that moment where I'm like, what does this mean? Yeah, it feels like that's going to kind of be what this is because it's Mercury and the Sun and Cancer trine Neptune and Pisces, so a lot of water a lot of like just more and going deeper into that intuitive feeling state, right? Our minds may be like, what does this mean? Just like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and then taking a minute and just feeling and okay, actually, yeah, I do know. I do understand what the messages are because right, Mercury is bringing us the messages. The sun brings illumination, but with Neptune, sometimes there can be this fogginess, this confusion, this veil over things. And so as Venus enters water, there's a lot of wateriness that day. 
Um, so a lot of slowing down. So just, if you don't know, like, that's great. Like, I don't know. I'm just going to go to the beach and just, you know, check out. You, day. Yeah. If you don't know what your note said, slow down, take a minute, <laughs> ask Mercury for some insight and go from there. It's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll yeah. come when it comes. Yeah. And just enjoy the water, wateriness <laughs> of that day. So July 17th, like maybe take the day out of work. Like just yeah. Have it be a water day, literally <laughs> plan something on the water. I don't even know what day of the week that is. Do we know what day of the week that is? I don't know. We can look it up, we, but we should look. We that's know. also so funny because that's, I don't, I've never written things out like <laughs> it's a Sunday. So Perfect. on July 17th, yeah. Sunday, July 17th, plan something that involves being in or on the water. Yeah. Something where you don't have to think. Mm-hmm. where you're just relaxing because yeah. that's pretty funny. <laughs> and remember that Venus, Venus was born of sea foam. That is one, one of the versions of her myth is that she was born of the sea foam and a portion of Neptune's myth is that he created horses from the sea foam. <laughs> um, so there is this, uh, going to date myself and I'm going to date myself hard here. Um, for those of you that remember the last unicorn, (laughs) um, where, you know, America did the soundtrack because that's how old this is. The, the unicorns were driven into the sea so they could be contained by one person. And there is this, this day feels like, yes, be on the water and don't deny yourself or anybody else don't hoard your emotions like share share those feels people share the feels with the people you feel them for (laughs) um so you're not the old dude in the castle in the last unicorn hoarding all of the feels don't hoard your feels yeah yeah and sometimes just that sharing and expressing helps you understand and you kind of, right. Sometimes it's like, that's happened where I literally like, just by saying it, I get it. Like it makes Mm -hmm. sense to me. And so, yeah, to just be in that energy of it's okay to not know. And yeah, take time for yourself, Mm -hmm. take a break, talk, you know, talk it out all of those pieces. So yeah. Um, a lot of water, a lot of water (laughs) water that day. Um, but then we have on, and these are also the, you know, the last days of, of cancer season. So it's like embrace the water because we're going to be moving into fire um, into Leo next. So on the July 19th, we have Mercury entering Leo. So he enters Leo a few days before the sun. Um, and we also have the sun in its last degrees of cancer um, opposing Pluto. So you can feel how a lot of the planets as they move out of their last degrees, because Pluto is in the last degrees of Capricorn, they meet up with Pluto. They kind of do this last deep dive mm-hmm. <laughs> before um, they move out of their sign. So before the sun moves out of Cancer, there's this last deep dive with Pluto, right? So really just embracing probably for those few days, because we had the 17th, a lot of water. We're going to be having those last, you know, that last deep dive with the sun, on the 19th, Mercury moving into Leo feels supportive. We'll have a little balancing out of yeah. the fire in the water. So we won't have as much um, water. We'll have some fire there with Mercury. So just, you know, 
being open and listening to the messages that day. And that same day, we have Chiron stationing retrograde. So I get now why Chiron wanted to jump in um, and, you know, kind of be part of that message for the full moon because he's going to be stationing retrograde soon. So on the 19th, he stations retrograde at 16 degrees of Aries conjunct the sun. So when he stations, the sun and Chiron are going to be lined up. So there is this extra, the, the moon. Did I say the sun? I meant the moon. Yeah. The, moon. the moon. Okay. The moon. So Chiron and the moon are going to be lined up and the moon brings this, right? This deep intuitive um, feeling internal energy. Speaking of, you know, cancer, the, the moon is home in cancer. So it's some of that energy that a lot of that energy we've been talking about. So the moon and Chiron will meet up. So it's really this like going within, really listening to the messages Chiron brings. We talked about how he can bring up our wounds. He can also bring the medicine. So when we're really listening and we're listening to what is coming up, what are we, you know, what are we, how are we talking to ourselves? How, what are we believing? What are, you know, what are the doubts coming up around that time? Because that retrograde is going to bring us deeper into those parts of ourselves. And with the moon there, right? We get to go even deeper. And so it feels, you know, moon is a really beautiful supportive energy. It's really how we nurture ourselves. So it feels like if we do take that perspective, um, it can be really, you know, beautiful and the insights and what we see about ourselves, if we're compassionate and like gentle with ourselves, we'll be able to, you know, hear those messages from Chiron. So yeah, a lot happening that day. That's all the very end of cancer season. Got it. There's a sneeze that was maybe going to happen, but I got it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, because then on July 22nd, the sun enters Leo. So really that day, the 19th, when we have Chiron retrograde, when we have the sun and Pluto going deep. Um, yeah, those are really our last few days of cancer season. Beautiful. Love it. And, you know, cancer season is less busy than some that have come before already this year. Um, and we're starting to spread out. We've had everything for a while. There was like within a 120 degree space in the sky. And now we're trying, we're starting to spread that out a little bit. And that's really lovely. Um, I know that right now, for those of you that have sky apps, um, it happens during the day. So we can't really necessarily see it. I think you've got to get up real, real, real early in the morning here in North America, um, but the planets are all in this lovely line in the sky because of where they're at. So you can, you can see them. Venus and Uranus are all clumped together, but there's the sun and Mercury and then Venus and your, um, Venus and Uranus are hanging out. And then there's Mars and Jupiter. And they're just in this nifty little line in the sky. It's super cool. Um, and you got to get up way vicious early in the morning. And it's been too cloudy here in Minnesota to even see the moon. Boo. So sad. No, no seeing the moon here. Um, so just sounds like cancer season is asking us to really be with our feelings, um, to get out of our heads, to play in the water, to listen to the angels sing. And, uh, Stay grounded. 
Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And if you did, please share us with your friends. You can also head over to our YouTube channel where you can leave us some comments. Let us know what you thought. We would love to hear from you.